Hello. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt Emily. Welcome to another week of the podcast. Thanks for coming back, um, listeners. This is the podcast about tea and friendship. It's about both of those things. We drink some tea. We talk about a couple of topics. I want to stop you right there. Mm-hmm. We don't just drink some tea. We drink a lot of tea. Keep going. We drink a bunch of tea. We drink a whole pot. An entire pot. Two pots. Well. Most of the time. Just one today. Yeah, well. Just the two. Just the two of us. Uh, no guest today. No guest. It is just the two of us. Matt and Emily alone. Trademark. Copyright. Registered. SMTM. See the circle. R with circle. Don't steal it. Um. Okay. We're going to ha- talk about some topics eventually. We're going to drink tea, and we're going to talk about that tea. Then uh, I'm going to talk about a miniature topic of mine. Oh, God. Uh, Emily doesn't know what that miniature topic is. I have no idea. As of... I'm going to sp- spout it out to her. <laughs> then Emily is going to have her big, the big topic. <sighs> Listeners, I'm going to tell you something. She's unprepared. I'm prepared. I'm worried it's not enough. <laughs> Underprepared. Ideally, this would have been a mini topic. Did you think you had a mini topic? No, I didn't. Week? I knew I didn't. And I couldn't I couldn't think of what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> so we're See, gonna we're gonna try to stretch a mini topic into a whole bit. Right. The problem is I'll I will i know that so I can keep my mini topic a little long if we have to. <laughs> no, the problem is is I actually I prefer having a mini topic. <laughs> and so I, I think of ideas that are good for mini topics. It's funny because I have a big topic I want to get out there. But I was like, well, it's not my week for it, so I guess I'll save it. I have extra big topics in the chamber. <laughs> <sighs> It'll be great. I'll be able to talk about it. Yeah. And I don't I don't get to do my big topic forever right now. I feels it feels like it's like a at least a month away. <laughs> <laughs> I just had one a couple, well, in the real world time, my big topic just came out. <laughs> but in podcast time it was uh three weeks ago. <laughs> a month ago. Three weeks. Okay. I'm not going to argue about that. <laughs> Two guest episodes and... Uh, oh, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That was the one. Yards and... Doodling. Doodling. I did some great doodling this week. That's nice. That was the last one. I had a big one. Anyways, I talked about yards. That could have been. That could have maybe been a mini topic, but we did talk for 30 minutes about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we already know how each other's are doing. <laughs> Matt, let's check in. How okay, are you doing? Check in. I'm doing good. Um, we this, we double dipped today. We already recorded a podcast. So my throat, my voice should be all primed for this one. Is the spirit there? I don't know. I think we're going to find out. I We took a little break between recording episodes. And, I had some uh, pretzel snacks. We had little pretzel things and some Triscuits. I had one dried peach, which I learned Emily does not like any dried fruit because she doesn't like, she tried raisins once, didn't like them and hates all dried fruit forever now. I'm just, I I said to you and I stand by this comment, dried fruit is just fruit without all the good parts. Um, It's a sad fruit. It's a sad, lifeless fruit. I don't know. I don't know about that. It's like calling uh, tea sad, lifeless leaves, but it's now it turned into something But you add water. The sad, lifeless leaves. If you want, you can pour water all over some dried fruit and eat that. <laughs> I'm going to. Fine, you know what? I don't think that's that bad. Um, but while, during the break, I was having a real hard time saying anything. <laughs> My, I was slurring. I, I sounded drunk. 
I can assure you all I'm not. <laughs> Did not sound great. But you know what? I haven't slurred one word since we started recording, and I'm thinking, uh, no, don't knock on wood. Don't, don't knock on wood. <laughs> I already did it. Uh, I tried to do a fake slur in there, and then I couldn't do it. Um, I feel like I slur and mumble all the time, so it, it's fine. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm constantly mumbling, but no one ever calls me out on it anymore. People stop <laughs> doing it. Um, I realized I didn't start my timer. I'm starting it now. Oh, wow. <sighs> all that didn't count. Whatever we just said doesn't count to the total runtime of this episode. <laughs> can cough right in the microphone then <laughs> i did not expect to cough listeners i'm sorry that you had to hear that i did not expect to do that um emily how are you doing thank you i was just gonna ask if you're gonna check in with me um i'm doing great um um, um, um. we just recorded another podcast that was great I heard about that um now we're here and i have water and tea yeah because i needed water um i'm hating the weather it's hot out but been running the AC in here. Um, I I really hate heat. It is ninety one degrees outside right now. Yeah, that's a nightmare. That is my bad place. I wish I was at the beach. An episode from several weeks ago. That's a month ago. <laughs> um, if I was at the beach, I would have so much sunscreen on right now. Uh-huh. I already have basically sunscreen in my eyes, and they hurt because of it. If I was at the beach, there'd be so much sunscreen in my eyes. I could not open them. This is like a bad children's book. If I was at the beach right now, <laughs> I would be wearing so much sunblock. If I was at the beach right now, like every page, was, if I was at the beach right now, not a pretty classic kid's it book is, yeah. format. Yeah. It's, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's one of the steps of reading to be able to remember a repetitive phrase and then have changes to it. Oh, like changing this, like... Like the it, end part. If I was at the beach is repeated and then the next part is i'd have so much sunblock on yeah it would be in my eyes right now yeah. so you can see if the kids like can remember the words as it goes uh like remember the f- the, f- the first half yeah. and like say it without having to read it really yeah like and you know what's next kids and they they all shout out if i was at the beach right now um but i'm doing great besides the heat uh okay great check-in um <laughs> I feel like we could just get right to tea talk. Okay. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. Talking some tea. Um, today on the podcast, um, we have a tea from previous podcast guest <laughs> Heather Muhammad. Um, this is Tea Pigs. It's called uh, the brand. I'm so sorry. The brand is Tea Pigs. It is a herbal tea, and it's called Snooze news and you know what don't fall asleep listening to us talk about this please don't drink some of this and then fall asleep yeah. if i were to read the label in the exact correct order it'd go tea pigs snooze herbal tea with lavender please if you can keep reading things in the exact right order <laughs> um yeah this is uh this is a, a new brand for the podcast we've not had tea pigs yet mm-hmm. and uh it's a feel-good tea according to this also they come in biodegradable tea temples oh because they're they're like triangles and yeah. not bags i was like why do they call them that um we made three bags for one pot one pot <laughs> um yeah i don't know you just had some how was it <laughs> it's good i'm trying to decide if i taste the lavender and i think i do <laughs> you're reaching for the box um yeah i want to see what the other ingredients are um where are they 
there's no there's no ingredients. It's just tea. Just full of snooze. I do you feel like you're falling asleep? Um I'm falling asleep. Um, have you had the tea yet? No, is it too hot? Should I have it yet? Um, I thought it was fine. Okay, then I'll have it. Um, Matt's reaching for the tea, and while he's doing that, I'm gonna talk to you guys. Um, I don't have snooze tea. If I'm drinking tea before I go to bed, it's caffeinated, which is probably why I don't sleep well. Weirdo. Hey, listen, I can recognize my mistakes. I can recognize that I should fix them, and also not. You won't. I I. I've actually been waiting for us to have this on the podcast because I want to start having this to go to bed too. <laughs> you know, you could have had it before we had it on the podcast. I I know I could have, but I was trying to save. Uh, I was trying to save it for the pod. Okay. I wanted my initial reactions to be for for you and for the listeners. Okay. Are you I ready? Was I was sacrificing myself. I, I fell on the sword of not drinking this tea yet, <laughs> so I could share this experience with the listener. Wow. Um. Just so you know. What's special about this tea, Matt? You don't have to know the answer because I'm going to tell you. This is rhetorical, right? Yeah. Put down that phone. Switch off your laptop. Sit down. Feet up. Breathe deep. Close your eyes. What? No time for all that pre-bed relaxation? Then put on the kettle and enjoy this yummy blend of apple, lavender, and chamomile. Known to help you maintain a good snooze. Light. A little sweet and flowery. Off to sleep you go. Louise. It's signed by a person named Louise. Um, I want to, yeah. Matt is Louise. making sure I was telling him the truth. But I'm trying to see if you pronounced all the Z's. Um, I only read correct information. I've never lied a day in my life. Um, hmm. Never lied a day in your life. That means you can lie, but just not for a whole day. <laughs> Like, you don't spend the entire day lying. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I never lied for a whole day. I've lied, but not for a whole day. I might not be making any sense right now. No. <laughs> uh, um, that's fine. I think the the taste I'm getting is a lot of the chamomile. Uh, when I read chamomile, I was like, oh, that's right. That feels right. Yeah. I, I First sip, I was like, this is chamomile, but like flavored. Uh, I, can, I can tell that there's the hint of lavender. Um. Because it's not straight, it's definitely not straight chamomile. Um, but even looking at, I mean, looking at the bags and stuff, I was like, oh, this is certainly chamomile tea. I'm going to be honest, I haven't actually looked at the bags. Um, well, Besides little, through the thing. There's a little window in the box. Um, uh, but there's, yeah, it's the chamomile stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to describe what chamomile is. I recently tried to get into chamomile tea. Um, and it worked for about a week, which is generally how all my self-help things go. Um <laughs> And then I stopped drinking it. I don't know why. I was drinking in the morning. Yeah, well, that's not when you drink it. You drink it to go to bed. Yeah, but I, again, as previously discussed, <laughs> I would have it before I went to bed too, but only for like a week. But in the morning, it's supposed to help your metabolism. Oh. I mean, you metabolize things while you're asleep too. Listen, I was just telling, I was just doing what the internet told me to do. I never do. I do. I always do the opposite of what the internet tells me to do. Well. And I know this podcast is on the internet, but uh, listen to us. <laughs> um, Which you should say, don't listen to us if you want to tell people to not listen to the internet and listen to us. Well, now we've internet. covered both bases. What either one of us you listen to, you'll get you'll get there eventually. Do you taste any apple in this? No. Okay. Um. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. I don't know. Oh, this is interesting. 
The biodegradable packaging comes from cornstarch. It's made wow. out of cornstarch. Wow. That's like a lot of the the, pla- the fake plastics is like corn. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be great if more stuff was made of that because our country is like 80% corn. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? It's like 80% corn, 10% soybeans, 10% people <laughs> and other uh, animals. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask you if you on the 4th of July you ate corn and I know you didn't because you were in Japan. Uh, well, you'd or did be a you? big fucking idiot if you thought that because obviously I had corn in Japan. Um, at, so here, so, okay, yes. So uh, ju- by the way, call me a big fucking idiot. Yeah. idiot. Mad at you. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, well, you know, you... <laughs> that's what I. That's what you get for telling me I certainly didn't have corn on the Fourth of July. <laughs> I will caveat this slightly, um, although it, it all wraps up in a very interesting story. So, <laughs> as mentioned a couple weeks ago on the podcast, I went to a wedding in Japan. The wedding was oh, actually even further back. I mentioned on the podcast that on the Fourth of July I will be at a wedding. Uh, so they or, got married on Independence Day. So well, so technically where I was was the 5th of july mm. but you all here in america time land, is so weird we're all still on the 4th of july oh, my favorite day my instagram on the wedding day was full of photos of hot dogs and hamburgers i love fireworks that was i literally that was like the worst day I, i've ever witnessed on instagram it was everyone's same exact photo of like five things like fireworks hot dogs the beach and and just like tree, like, I don't know, picnic tables and stuff. And I was like, and everyone's photos were all that stuff. And I was just scrolling. I was like, I have to quit. I have to get off of Instagram right now. I'm in beautiful Japan and I'm looking at these dumb photos of. Well, you're one called me an idiot. <sighs> I'm, and now you're calling all of your friends. I'm coming dumb. off hot. <laughs> I'm coming off hot right now. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, so at the wedding, they mentioned it was the 4th of July they like put it into the ceremony. They were like, I think they thought incorrectly that we were purposely doing the wedding on the 4th of July, like that it was tied into the ceremony mm-hmm. somehow. If anything, you don't leave the country on the 4th of July to get married to remember America. <laughs> if anything, you do it because you're getting away. I love you, America. But um, yeah, the guy, the, the, the uh, uh, priest, whatever, uh, brought that, up in his little like his remarks his the sort of customized remarks part uh but i think actually me eating the corn was on the third of july for you the fourth of july for me although i didn't really didn't put that together until i just had to defend myself a minute ago but we went uh actually this we went to the shrine and uh after the shrine we walked through this like market place area which is people with like like a you know tents with serving food just like a, a pop-up uh like a farmer's market kind of thing but with prepared food and we had these crazy pork things on a stick and also corn on the cob on sticks and it was uh grilled and they would um sort of drench it in soy sauce instead of so instead of using like salt or butter it was just soy sauce which soy sauce is very salty yeah um because they and it, like because you could get it without the soy sauce and then put salt on, but I was like, no, give me the, give it, give it to me the way I deserve it. <laughs> and even the guy who was serving, he was like, he was like, with soy sauce or not? And I was like, soy sauce. And he was like, yeah. Like he was super pumped that I got it with soy sauce. <laughs> and it was good. So, yes, yeah, so I had corn on the cob on the 4th of July. Take that, you big fucking idiot. <laughs> 
still mad at you. Um, maybe I'll never forgive you. Um, I also want to say that yesterday I texted you a great joke about oolong tea, and you didn't respond. And I'm still mad about that too. <laughs> Anyways, you wanted to take so much credit for how funny it was. It was so funny. Anyways, I had to withhold that. Uh, Anyways, withhold I'm gonna tell you my Fourth of July <laughs> corn story. My mom went to go buy corn in the morning. She came back. We, what do you call it? Shucking it? Took the outsides off? Shucking it, yeah. No, we did it for so many pieces of corn. And then my dad boiled, well, my dad made it. It was delicious. I had two ears. Corn on the cob is one of my favorite foods. Put a lot of butter on it. No salt. No salt. Would you you try it with soy sauce? Sure. It was pretty, I mean... It was like also grilled with the soy sauce, so it also like kind of mm. charred into it. It was very good. I recommend. Um, Might try it now that I'm back in America. <laughs> I saw a hot dog. Hot dog? Yeah. Good. I mean, I had pork on a stick. I didn't eat a hot dog. Yeah. But, uh, uh, my dad made them on the grill. This was on a grill? I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying how it was made. Um, I'm just letting you know I experienced a grill. I also had an ice cream cone. And then the worst part about 4th of July, this is so so important. Um, thanks, listeners, for listening to my important story, <laughs> is I went to have a second hot dog, and I put my ketchup on it, uh-huh. and then I went to put the mustard on it, and I couldn't find it. So I did a second hot dog without mustard, and I was so mad. It wasn't as good. I, I, don't, I don't put ketchup on hot dogs anymore. Wow. I do mustard and uh, onions. Chopped, little diced. Well, you wouldn't have been able to have mustard, so. I would have, I, I would eat the hot dog. I would have, I okay, all right, do I eat it plain or do I put ketchup on it? I might have eaten it, I might have eaten it plain. Was there soy sauce? Could I have soy sauce all over? I am going to assume that somewhere in my parents' house they have soy sauce. Um, I would not make that about my parents. I don't think there's, a, I don't think there's soy sauce there. I don't, I mean, but listen, maybe the I can't pa- guarantee maybe the little it. packets you get with yeah. like Chinese food when you get like the single serve ones. I can't guarantee anything. Um. No, that's true. Who knows? If this is the multiverse and things are things are true everywhere, things are false. Who's to say what's true and real? We have gotten so far away from this snooze tea. Um, <laughs> oh, we're in tea talk right now. I've, I've, I seem to have forgotten. Emily, do you like this tea? Or you know, I meant to ask. I meant to like. Honestly, did not mean to ask the question. I kind of wanted to just be like, "What do you taste?" or whatever. But it came out. Do you like this tea? <laughs> Emily, um, uh, do you find tea pigs snooze herbal tea uh, to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? And please feel free to add any details to why you do or do not like it because we didn't really talk about the flavor yet. <laughs> uh, we talked about the things we tasted. Yeah. Um, I've decided I don't care if I interrupt you anymore. Um, Cause, yeah, cause, <laughs> I haven't cared in the past. Because you're not good at it. <laughs> um, I'm very mad at you. <laughs> You're such a big fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the tea. Um, I like it. Um, I would have it sometimes. <laughs> said your cup of tea or not? Answer the freaking question. <laughs> I don't know. Let me take another sip. <sighs> oh my god. <sighs> I feel like no. You don't like it? Not your cup it's of tea? not that I don't like it. It's that I wouldn't drink it. Um, interesting. Um, Matt, I have a question for you. Um, uh, I need the thing. <laughs> Jesus. Matt, would you say that this tea pigs snooze herbal tea with lavender? 
Is a feel-good tea? <laughs> no. No, I'm sorry. Your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? I'll, I'm, I'll answer both questions. It makes me feel good. Okay. And it's my cup of tea. I, I, I'm i not a... I actually don't really like chamomile um, generally, but I think the lavender is sort of um, putting it over the hill for me or whatever the term I'm supposed to be using there is. Um, I mean, I have actually been trying to drink more because like I I don't drink herbal teas in the morning. I drink... Um, I always drink like something caffeinated. Not... I don't know. It's not necessarily that I need... It's not really that I need the caffeine, but um, I do... I think the I think the thing is that I like caffeinated teas a lot and I don't want to have them at night. Even though I... Nothing has stopped me before from having like a black tea at like eight o'clock at night. But, um, um, but because I do really own a lot of herbal, mostly from the podcast, I do have a lot of herbal teas and a lot of black teas. So like I try to stick to the caffeinated ones in the morning and then I like to make another one uh, at like nine or 10 at night, drink that and go to bed. So this tea right here is going right into the, it's, I mean, it's in the snooze rotation. <laughs> it's going to be in this, I never named it before, but this tea is going to name the entire time of night that I drink tea. Well, you have 12 more of these tea bags. You can have snooze time 12 times. Uh, yep. And I have, a, I have so many herbal teas and I don't make them in the morning ever. <laughs> I still have my Legend of Zelda tea from the very third like, episode like of third. our podcast. Fourth. I think fourth. Fourth. It is fourth, yeah. Our first guest episode was the fourth one. Um, Shouts to Alex. Alex Simmons. Haven't mentioned you in a while. I know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I still have that tea. That's like an herbal tea. That I just haven't finished because I'm like, eh. I, do I have any herbal teas at home? I don't know. I, don't, I never am happy about having them. I know you're, you're except for the one that changes colors. <laughs> big, big negative Nelly over here about uh, herbal teas. I just love caffeine. Yeah, I just do. Yeah, yeah. There's something to be said that also then the caffeine-free ones, like any of the herbal ones, aren't you know they aren't true teas. So you're They're, getting a little less of your tea. This is described you know. as a fruit and herbal infusion. Yeah, I mean chamomile is just like a flower plant, mm-hmm. right? It's not a tea plant. Um. All right. T-talk done? T-talk complete. Cool. We're over it. Cool. Matt. Me? That's you. Um, this is a, a podcast where we drink tea. We and do. And we're t- we are friends. Two things. You and I are still friends, even though I called you a big fucking idiot? <laughs> it's honestly, it's real. I'm on the edge. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, the point of that story is that it's also about topics. And you have the many topic Tea today. topics, friendship. What is your topic today? Uh, my topic today actually ties into my corn on the cob from earlier <laughs> and my trip to Japan. Um, but it is the video game franchise. And yet another in my list of video game franchise, franchises I've wanted to talk about is Star Fox. Okay. Uh, I've not covered Star Fox. I've covered Mega Man, Zelda. Hmm. That might be it. Uh, Fortnite. Uh, maybe a few others. Um, but Star Fox. Um, so really why this has come up and actually prevented me from talking to you about a lot of things today <laughs> as we were chatting, um, both on the podcast and off the podcast, I was like, I know what my topic is. I can't I can't venture into where I'm talking about with Emily right now. <laughs> um, is because when I was in Japan, 
um, I went to a shrine and this is the shrine that I went through and then got the corn on the cob. So that's why I didn't go into, the, I like said, I went to a shrine and then if I didn't know this was coming up later, I would have just stopped it. I would have just kept going on it then. Uh, but uh, Shigeru Miyamoto is like the most famous Nintendo creator. He created Mario, Donkey Kong, uh, Zelda, Link. Um, I'm going to miss some, but also Star Fox. And um, he's just, just like this crazy like literally making all those it's like how did you do all of these you genius um but a large inspiration for star fox uh and the inspiration for it existing is the shrine i went to called the fushiri inari shrine in kyoto and you basically climb up the shrine at the bottom there's like some big uh buildings bigger buildings with shrines that you can go and uh pray at and and uh give your respects to but then you can journey all the way to the top of this mountain it's not a very not a very tall mountain it's on the shorter side it's mount pleasant side of mountains yes uh, or mount watch you said if you're from worcester um i've been there yes you have it's actually probably not probably even less than those like it's like a glorified it, it's more than a hill but not by much <laughs> so it's it's closer to the mount pleasant one yeah um but you go up this path and you're basically walking through what I think I would describe as the rainforest. There are monkeys that you're not, you shouldn't, you, they, they're apparently very aggressive and you're not supposed to really even Do look you know at what them. what kind of monkeys they were? I don't remember, but they're aggressive. <sighs> One of my favorite types of monkeys is in Japan. Keep uh, going. And there were boars also there and bamboo and stuff. And you're climbing and you're, yeah, you're basically in like the rainforest and uh, the path goes like sort of winds up this mountain. And as you're going through, going up it there are thousands of these archways that you're going through and um the shrine is also for the fox uh so hence star fox (laughs) and a big like game mechanic in star fox uh which is a video game i've realized i should have maybe described the video game a little too um but it's a mostly most of the most of the series is a space flying adventure um so um think about like uh flying an x-wing through outer space and doing different missions and stuff it's very star warsy in that way um but i i all right i want to get back to, i want to do the shrine before i totally describe the game but in the shrine there's all these arch archways and in the game there's a lot of like flying through circles and archways and stuff and so like that sort of game mechanic of going through the arches is inspired from the shrine that i visited when i was in japan <laughs> and that's what where i got my tea towel from and uh um yeah that's that's sort of why, where i'm at with it um but the game is essentially a fly a flight simulating kind of game some there's like a couple of installments where you're actually like on the ground playing as just like a, a, a regular character. Star Fox Adventures is one of them, uh, where you visit like a dinosaur planet, <laughs> um, and you meet Crystal, who ends up being like I don't know, like the girl version of Star Fox <laughs> or Fox. The main character's name is Fox McCloud, and he's an anthropomorphic fox. I was going to ask if he was a fox. And his friends are Slippy the Toad, Peppy the Hare and uh falco like a falcon thing and they're all anthropomorphic versions of these so does that mean they walk bipedally or they just are sentient and can talk bipedal cool two feet 
Cool. It's actually in the lore of uh, one version of the lore of it is that because they are constantly flying through space, they've actually had like from the knees down removed and replaced with robotic lower legs. Cause apparently there's a thing about flying through space that like it really messes with your blood flow. And so because they're constantly flying through space, they just like in that universe, this is like a whole fan theory thing that's like sort of been like not, it's never been stated outright, but it's been kind of proven by like some of the box art and things like that, where like it kind of shows they may have kind of metal lower legs, <laughs> but it's based on real kind of real science. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically, it mostly involves you exploring the Lilat solar system, mm-hmm. which in Germany, the games are called Lilat Wars because Star Fox is like a already something there. <laughs> no. And uh, yeah, you go to these different planets or you're just in outer space and it's mostly a shooter and you fly a thing called an R-Wing, spelled A-R-W-I-N-G. Oh, I was going to ask if it was shaped like an R. It is not. Too uh, bad. This is the game where you might have heard the meme do a barrel roll from. I know that phrase. That's from Star Fox. So Peppy the Hare at one point instructs you on how to do barrel barrel rolls, which is a way to avoid enemy fire. I think this is a very memeable game. There's like like some because it's one of the earliest games where the characters talked to you or talk to each other and you can like hear them talking. It was originally a Super Nintendo game, and then it was a Nintendo 64 game. And the Nintendo 64 game is like the true. That's the classic. It's an amazing game. I would still play it now. It's the game that debuted the Rumble Pack, which is the first time they had when it shakes. shaking controllers. I so don't like that. Star Fox basically uh ushered in that existing the original one is so shitty too because it's it's just like this thing you attach to the bottom of the controller that like doesn't have that much feedback to it like it kind of has like one setting almost and it'll just like vibrate like crazy where now like modern controllers are a lot more precise Mm -hmm. they have like more like integrated feedback maybe that's why i don't like it i only use the 64 version yeah, it's yeah. Well, like the Nintendo Switch and stuff, or like the Wii has it. I've like the Wii remotes. I guess I've have, I've felt it on the Wii, but it, but I really have only played bowling and tennis on the Wii. So it's more pleasant on those. Uh, yeah. Uh, but there have been Star Fox games throughout the years. They're Falco and uh, um, Fox have both been fighter characters in Super Smash Brothers, um, and also longtime enemy of um star fox is wolf o'donnell who's a wolf <laughs> and uh he's also a fighter in i like how these all have names last names yeah uh last names well, are very important they've to me. all got families yeah uh what's I, falco lombard lombardo lombardi slippy i don't know slippy or peppy or maybe peppy's last name is hair i think it might be peppy hair <laughs> i don't know um but fox mcleod because you meet his dad his dad is in the games well deceased uh and then yeah then basically you have your crew where you're the four of you and then wolf has his like everyone has like an opposite on the other side (laughs) um so there's like andrew is a bad guy (laughs) andrew classic bad guy name (laughs) sorry Uh, to any andrew you're all you're all bad guys um no you're all great uh we just keep saying opposite things so people believe no matter what. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's maybe not one of the most loved. Um, like if you've played it, I feel like it's like one that really strikes you. But I think it's like one of the lesser famous mm-hmm. franchises Nintendo has. But it's like one of their. I mean, it's been like a consistent one. It just doesn't get as much fanfare, I feel like. Do they have newer ones? 
Uh, yeah, the latest one was act was for the Wii U, uh, and it was called like Star Fox Zero, and it's actually kind of like a weird remix of. It's like an update, but remix of the Nintendo 64 one, which in turn, the Nintendo 64 is actually a remake of the Super Nintendo one. So they made Super Nintendo, and then they were going to make Star Fox 2, never released. They basically finished the whole game, never released it, and then decided to remake it for Nintendo 64 with like way better graphics. And like that's the way more memorable memorable one because of the graphics and the speech. And then a couple of years ago, they released the uh, Super Nintendo Mini which I own, which is just like a mini version of Super Nintendo with a bunch of games preloaded on it. And they finally released Star Fox 2 on that. Mm. Um, I've not beaten that, although I didn't give it a try. (laughs) The Super Nintendo ones, like, I got into them at Nintendo 64. That was when I started playing them. Mm -hmm. And, like, you kind of go back, if you go back to the older ones, they're, like, it's hard. Because there's no nostalgia to you because you didn't play them originally. And they kind of don't look that... I mean, they look good for Super Nintendo, but... They move past it now. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. And it's... And to me, like, the the Super... Or the Nintendo 64 one is still pretty... It's still pretty good. It's definitely not as good as the newest newest ones, but... um, Yeah. And they made Star Fox Adventures for the GameCube, and that was, like, the first one where you were fighting as him, like, as, like, a... Just as, as the character with no... Or very little like space travel stuff, which actually was a huge bummer to a lot of people because the games are mostly about the space fighting. Yeah. <laughs> he also has a tank and a sub- space and a submarine. Well, so like if you go to like a water planet, uh, you'll go underwater and you'll instead of being in your ship, you'll be in like this submarine. I want a space tank. Uh, and the tank one is also like if you're on the ground. There's an inf- infamous. I don't know if that's the right word for this right now, but there's like this level where you have to fight a train. I think I guess it's a good level. And the whole time you're in a tank and you're trying to like defeat the train. So it's tank versus train, not tank versus train, not Star Fox versus train. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you're, you're in, in the, the tank, in but the it's tank. not like person versus train. Yeah. And then oh, and so your other, and then you're with your teammates. So like, they're all fly. Like even when you're in the tank, they're like flying around mm-hmm. above you for like air support. Or if you're in a flying level, they're mm-hmm. around. And there's like moments we have to save them mm-hmm. or they save you. Do you control them? No, they're all AI controlled. And the game is on rails, which is sort of an important distinction. Most of them, most of the levels are, which means the game, you're not moving your ship forward. You just move along the screen. And what you're controlling is shooting and like your up and down, left and right movement. But your your propulsion is basically timed to the game so also the other characters are flying around timed in a way mm-hmm. where they're like swooping in at certain moments to say certain things to make like the dialogue like uh fit for the moment mm-hmm. so like if you play the level o- if you keep playing the level over and over again you basically are uh, you're incurring the same level you incurred yeah. in the past the characters will say the same thing at the same times but you can like get better at it mm-hmm. um you can kind of boost forward in the game and also apply breaks uh, but that just slows you down and speeds you up. It doesn't stop you or yeah. make you like really progress that much faster. Um, it's an amazing game series. I believe you. Did you finish relating it to the temple? Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. I went to the temple because, well, I went to the temple knowing that it was the temple that the game is the inspiration for. But Ultimately, I went and I was like, oh, this place is just really cool. Like, mm-hmm. it's a really awesome place. It's very tourist. Like, people go, tons of people are there. Like, mm-hmm. 
Apparently it's open 24 hours, which most shrines aren't. Uh, people, when I was in Japan, it was not really the tourist season, but there were still tons of people like yeah. on this thing. Although not in an annoying, like we weren't waiting in line or anything, but it was a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, were there a lot of little foxes? There were a lot of little statues of foxes. Were there stars surrounding the little foxes? I didn't see any stars. There's a lot of rings. Like there'll be like little rings you're supposed to like walk through. And mm-hmm. that's like another thing in the game is like flying through rings. Like there's a lot of like earning power ups and stuff by mm-hmm. flying through certain objects. And I felt like that was, that's like the inspiration mm-hmm. part to it. There might be other little things too. Um, I don't, I don't remember if I went, if I went and played Star Fox right now, I'd be like, Oh, and that thing from the shrine. Yeah. Did the creator just really like that shrine or? Yeah. I mean, there was this whole thing. Um, so to go to like Legend of Zelda that he also created, the there's always there's this thing about the reason the original Zelda game is like one of the first games where you could just like go out and adventure without a linear story. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say this: so Mario, all Mario games are very linear. Or, you have to save Princess Peach, uh, or I shouldn't say all of them, but whatever. Yeah, you go from level one to level two to level three, mm-hmm. uh, and you just like go and you just do that the worlds that way. And then they went to go make Zelda, and one of the rules was like everything in Zelda should be the opposite of what it is in Mario. So if Mario is linear, Zelda is not linear. And so the original game, you can kind of you can basically go anywhere you want with a few limitations based on the power ups you have. In the original Zelda, you can go any to any level. You could go to like level four first. Yeah. Uh, and there's a big like overworld area where you like can just explore. And the whole thing with that was always that this. Shigeru Miyamoto liked he that was his whole childhood was like going out and exploring it's also I don't think he had anything to do with Pokemon but it's also like a big thing about Pokemon is like Mm -hmm. just going out and exploring you gotta catch them all so I don't know that like I think he just liked the shrine and that was like just part of his exploring was like he went to the shrine and it was it it felt like a whole shrine dedicated almost to this exploring thing oh and I'll say Oh, wow. I'm like coming up with new things. So I said this game's on rails and that it moves you forward. Mm-hmm. This is, you're on a path in this shrine. So there's only one. So there's only really one way to go through it. Mm-hmm. And you're sort of just traveling along the thing. And almost you could imagine if you were just somehow levitating through it, you just are sort of experiencing the shrine go by you. Yeah. There's another way. I found one. There you go. Um, there's probably so many little things. I saw like there was a frog shrine in there and i didn't know if there was maybe also a bird and a, a rabbit one maybe somewhere mm-hmm. that i missed because there were there's like all these smaller shrines yeah. in the larger shrine i took a picture with the toad mm-hmm. is the shrine dedicated to something besides foxes i don't know oh, i just wondered i mean I, I like i went to a few shrines when i was there and i i think because i'm not really into like the religious aspect of it i i didn't really dive deep into too much of it but a lot of them are dedicated to different animals and they're they're all over the place so i think a lot of them are just like to exist mm-hmm. and to have a place to pray and um worship so i don't know precisely that <laughs> and i didn't care to learn either <laughs> um but yeah it's a super super cool shrine Star Fox is great i wish they made more i honestly do wish they made more of them that the zero game was kind of people were kind of disappointed at it because it was mostly like a remake Mm -hmm. and the controls were really difficult on it. But there's not yet been one for this Nintendo Switch and it would be really great if there was. Do you think they're going to make one? 
uh if i'm being honest no but uh, i can hope i mean they've not announced anything and they've already they already have announced other things coming out in the future like there's going to be another zelda another mario or no i don't think they've announced mario but there's another zelda game coming out mario and link are so busy um well i mean yeah they're the two the biggest but like if he's working i guess the kind of thing is like if he's working on a zelda game can he go the mario games on you know the or mario and uh um uh, star fox like on the back burner and it's like that's always how it is yeah i mean i'm really excited for the new zelda game but give me a new star fox game (laughs) i hope you get it yeah it'd be fun i love foxes they're very cute yeah i mean foxes are also cute um i have a pair of socks that have a picture of a fox and they say no fox given mm. my mom got them for me the general is a dog oh uh, good uh, or bad wait is he colonel pepper he's good he's uh he uh is he uh so star fox is he's a they're a group of mercenaries basically mm. they have a they have a big ship of their own that they fly around in uh called the hmm great fox that's what it's called and it's like a big ship that, mm-hmm. they, that they fly that their little ships can dock into but they fly around looking for money basically and uh general pepper hires them to save them from the evil andros andros is the mad scientist villain of it all who also killed um star fox's dad oh my or, god uh, fox mcleod's dad um and uh um do you hear a lot from the dad in the sh- the the game or is it just like a, I'm so sad my dad is dead? Uh, he doesn't really do much set. Cause I think because you get very little time with the characters. Mm-hmm. So you're not like seeing him mope around or whatever. But when you fight Wolf O'Donnell, uh, he, or like there's certain fights. I don't know if it's that fight or a different fight. Well, so I'll say, I'll say, so Peppy, the hare on your team is like the elder. Um, he was, he was part of, his dad's flight crew um and uh uh he was so he was on his team Mm -hmm. and then on wolf o'donnell's team the bad team they have the pig character uh, pig pigma i think is his name and he's supposed to be the elder one who is also he was he was on uh the the peppy and and fox's dad's team and stuff and he betrayed them uh so he's like the evil one he's the evil elder statesman peppy's the friendly elder statesman and when they're the couple times you you fight in the game against each other um he like taunts him like about how he killed his dad or helped kill his dad or and things like that and so there's like taunting that happens um yeah because that's a couple moments in the game you have to you have to fight this whole other crew of fighters which is that's probably the best levels because it's like, oh man, our four fighters versus your four fighters. And those levels and some other ones are not um, in the on rails mode I was talking about. Those are in the game, it's called all range mode, and the game sort of transforms into more of a three dimensional mm-hmm. fighting space. And that one, you, you, you spend more time like slowing up, spe- speeding, da- speeding down, uh, and doing like U turns no. and flying, doing flips and stuff. If they were to make a new game, would you want it to be a multiplayer and be able to play different characters? Well, I mean, a lot of them are multi- like you can play multiplayer in multiplayer mode. Okay. Um, 
Although the multiplayer mode has never been like, it's never been like a standout multiplayer mode where yeah. people are like, we lo- like certain like Halo or whatever is famous for its multiplayer. But Star Fox was always it was always kind of an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what you're sort of describing would be kind of if there was like a co-op mode kind yeah. of thing, like if the main story was playable by multiple people, and that would be cool. I mean. I think it would eat into the way they the way they do tell the stories because it does require the characters to sort of fly in and out and say their like their little remarks and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and all the characters do have like their own personalities, and if it was just your friends, less personality. <laughs> wow, another bash against your friends. I mean, I'm sorry. It's it's honestly at this point, it's rude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. You have great friends. <laughs> I have a great personality. Yeah. I would add something to this game. <laughs> you can be the toad. Everyone's least favorite character, which is not an insult to you. I'm saying you would improve the character okay. by being a better version of him. Okay. Sometimes I just get halfway out saying something and I realize it's going to sound <laughs> rude, but I had the best intentions in the beginning. Uh, Andrew is Andros's son. I assume they were related because they were and of mo- the same stem. There, th- There's a part of it. Is that- the mom's name Andrea? Uh, I don't believe we've ever, we ever get introduced to the mom. Um, but there's a weird thing where it's like, I think some, the monkeys are the villains. So like Andros and Andrew are ape characters. And I want to say all the, yeah, I think all the, like the good, it's like one of those weird things where like you, you have the good race, the bad race. And then like, for some reason, all your heroes are like a mix, mix match of, of things. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well that's, I mean, I guess in some ways that's, Maybe all animals have different races, and because they're such a motley crew, they end up being a frog, a bunny, uh, a bird, and a fox, <laughs> and a robot. We don't have to get into the robot. Um, sassy or not sassy? Not really sassy. Then kinda, I don't care. Kind of, kind of neutral. Although he does, he's sort of. He feels. I mean, a lot of the game feels very Star Warsy, so he kind of maybe does have a, some C three PO ish in him, but. Um, I think the main crux in the original game was like sort of the planet that is run by dogs is being fought by the planet run by apes <laughs> and you're, and you're, you're sort of hired to intervene. But that part is like, it's the story is for most of the games, pretty unimportant. <laughs> I want to, I want to shoot some uh, alien spacecrafts and stuff. Yeah. I guess all the villain, maybe all the, like, cause every level has like a boss at the end of it. And I guess maybe those are all apes. Never really wow. paid that much attention to that because really, it's you know whatever. Really, some slanders against our evolutionary cousins. Yeah, but people love dogs too. Yeah, I love dogs. Who am I kidding? Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything it, else you want to say? Star Fox is great. Okay. Should I? Would be a good game for me to get into video games. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the best game to get into video games is our Mario games, but uh. I'm not asking that question. I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure. Cool. I'm going to stick with Tetris. I think the thing about, like, the original game, yeah, I mean, well, on-rails games are very friendly to people because you don't have to actually put any effort into progressing through. You just have to, like, shoot things out of your way. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely, so for beginners, you're, like, actually taking a whole element of having to traverse the level out of it. <laughs> um. But I'd say, like, you know, there's different... I mean, so Tetris is a puzzle game. Uh, Mario is a platformer, which is, like, jumping up and down on things. 
uh, Zelda would be like an adventure game because um, you're just sort of going through it. And and Star Fox um, is a flight game. So it's like a completely different set of games and other stuff is, um, which I guess is another reason that the, you know, you'd make Star Fox a different game than like if you're already being like, well, Mario has to be different from Zelda. And then you're like, well, and then Star Fox has to be different from either of those. Mm-hmm. And so you make it a flying game. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It's fun. I believe you. Go ahead. Give it a try. Okay. That's it. Okay. Um, Star Fox complete. Star Fox done. Emily. Matt. Uh, you were concerned about your topic uh, not being enough. We're going to find out if it is right now. <laughs> what is your topic? So my topic is something that I brought up on the podcast before. And something I love to talk about. It's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would consider this episode a sequel to one of my episodes I've previously done. Is it a, a character from Harry Potter? No, it's not. It is related to Harry Potter, there, though. It is a my topic is the podcast binge mode. Oh, which I have mentioned on the Pro- podcast. Plugging another podcast. Yes. Right in, in fact, when I did, my foot is falling asleep. Was my problem? Um, on a previous episode, I did. I talked about podcasts. The podcast episode. Yes, and I did. Uh, one of the last things I said is this podcast called Binge Mode is coming out with a Harry Potter version. I'm very excited, but it wasn't out yet. Mm-hmm. It's been out for over a year now, and it, it's my favorite thing. And so is it over? or? Yes, it's been over for a while, sadly. How many episodes are about Harry Potter? Um, I don't know. There's like 179 total. If you had to guess, how many Harry Potter ones? Like a third? A tenth? I don't know. One seventeenth? I'm going to say a third. Eight percent? I'm, I'm going with a third. 28 Stop. 36. Sure. Anyways. That's more than a third. You said you were sick. <laughs> anyways. Oh, God damn it. My foot is asleep. God damn it. Um, so anyways, this podcast started a few years ago and they started with Game of Thrones. Um, and they would, they did in one week, they would watch every single episode of a season of Game of Thrones, which is 10 episodes until the newest ones. And they would record a podcast about every single one. And it would drop on the Monday of the week. And then you'd have like a whole week to listen to it. And then the next week they did for season two. Wait, so they would... Oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Each episode was a season. No. Each episode was about one episode. Okay. So they binged. Yes. Through a season. Yes. And then they recorded 10 episodes. Yes. And then those would come out... On the same day. so they would release 10 episodes yes. all at once. Yes. They would Netflix style drop a whole se- yes. season. Yeah. And then, so, okay. So on Monday, <laughs> they dropped 10 episodes. Yes. The next Monday, they dropped 10 more. Yes. And how many seasons of Game of Thrones? At that point, there were only six. So they, so six straight weeks in a row, they sat down and watched an entire season and then recorded 10 episodes immediately like how long the episodes um an hour and a half what the fuck so this is why the (laughs) podcast is so good so i'm also i'm not sure the order to tell this in so they did this if they is part of the ringer podcast network what a great website and we're plugging all this (laughs) crap there's us check check out tbdpodcast.com 
Uh, go to uh, plumdeluxe.com, <laughs> enter VIP code TVD. Uh, check out Instagram.com yes. slash TVD podcast. <laughs> All right. Anyways. I had to balance it. <laughs> the founder of The Ringer, Bill Simmons, came to the these two people who do the podcast. Boston guy. Boston guy. Named Jason Concepcion and Mallory Rubin, both of whom I love so much, and was like, you guys both like Game of Thrones. Do this podcast. And they were like, okay. And at that point, they weren't very good friends. They knew each other. They were friendly. They'd been on other podcasts together. But the best part about this podcast is that, so I recently re-listened to the first season of Game of Thrones, and I actually intend to go back and finish the whole season, all the seasons of Game of Thrones, so then I can listen to the Harry Potter ones again. But you can like, you can like feel them getting, becoming better and better friends. You're re-listening to the Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that you can get to the Harry Potter yes. ones, because you have to follow the arch, yeah. arc of them becoming friends. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I have a whole summer. What else am I going to do? I don't know. Something else. <laughs> Anyways. Jeez. So in the first <laughs> season of the binge mode Game of Thrones, they're like nice and they're, they're fun. But then you get to the end of the seventh Harry Potter book. It's like so many inside jokes. So funny, but also so sad. I cry during every single one of them. They're good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Matt just gave me a look like I was insane. <laughs> Everyone at home is too. <laughs> Everyone listens to this podcast at home. I hope they know. <laughs> hope they're all at home, safe at home, listening to this podcast. Um, I hope that they all are safe. They don't have to be at home. I think the only place you can be safe is home. But whatever. <laughs> no safer place. No safer place. Um, that's why all horror movies take place in people's own homes. I was going to get to this later, but one of the best things about uh, binge mode is that they have all these jokes, and one of them is that. They call Hogwarts the safest place. And they just shout, no safer place whenever Hogwarts is brought up. Because it's deeply unsafe. Mm-hmm. Hogwarts is deeply unsafe. These children are getting attacked by teachers. Teachers are being taken over by Death Eaters. And they just keep sending their kids to these schools. It's uh, not a safe place. As someone who's halfway through book one, it's been pretty safe so far. <laughs> it's not, though. I'm just saying, the scariest thing that happened so far is them being nervous about the sorting hat. <laughs> Oh, you haven't gotten to the unsafe part yet. No, I haven't. I'm only halfway through. <laughs> Even then, Neville keeps losing his frog in the castle. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. He lost it on the train, too. Yeah. He seems like he's losing things. <laughs> I have no idea if this is going to be a recurring theme or not. I love Neville. Anyways, that's one of my favorite things that they say. It's just the acknowledgement that Hogwarts, not a safe place. Anyways, I don't remember where I was in my story. <laughs> Anyways. Are you re-watching all of these, are you re-listening to all of these so you can get to later because they're such good friends? They're not just such good friends. They just also get so much better. Like at the beginning, they're very rehearsed and like you can tell they're reading. But by the end, they are still reading, but they aren't. They also have lots of jokes. Mm. But anyways. What we're, I really... we're trying to improve the jokes on this podcast. Maybe one day we'll have a few. <laughs> anyways, binge mode Harry Potter. That's really what I want to talk about. It, so background knowledge on me is i don't like it when people joke about harry potter no joke is ever good i remember being being in college and people being like oh i read this funny thing you replace the word wand with penis every single time it's mentioned and i'm like that's deeply not funny yeah well that's lazy i don't like any i don't anytime people are just like let's make it dirtier i'm like this is boring yeah one yes i agree but what about the time i called dumbledore humble dump is that funny (laughs) you're laughing 
You're laughing. Anyways. Humble dump. Anyways. I don't like it when people make fun of Harry Potter. I also saw a statue of Dumbledore and I called him Mr. Quidditch. Is that also funny? You're laughing. <laughs> I'm so mad at you I was, right now. All of these are specifically for me trolling somebody who I think felt the same way as you. Like d- didn't want people joking about Harry Potter or whatever. But I was like, and I know all these things. I know how to pronounce his name. I know what Quidditch is. But man, was I pushing some buttons. And I thought I was being pretty hilarious. I don't know. I still think it's funny. Mr. Quidditch. Mr. Quidditch. <laughs> he doesn't even play Quidditch. I don't care. Anyways. You hate it when people make fun of me. I hate you, it when people make hate, fun of me. You hate me. I hate, I'm honestly, so much hate right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but they, Jason and Mallory, make fun of it all the time. But... Also, they're not just making fun of it. They're also like going this deep literary and literary literary analysis where they like think of things I've never thought of, even though I've read Harry Potter so many times and connections and foreshadowing that I've never thought of. And at the same time, they have this whole joking theory that Professor McGonagall is a gambling addict. Mm-hmm. Like they have these jokes and like they will make fun of characters for their decisions but it doesn't feel like it's making fun of the world. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. Um, so when they did Game of Thrones, you said they would watch a season and then do 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. With Harry Potter, they're, they're reading the books, not watching the movies, yeah. right? And so are they reading a, whole, a book in a week? They did it differently with Harry Potter a little bit, and especially towards the end. They before they started it, they had read them like many times to like, and then they would reread it once before. So when they first released the first Harry Potter book, they did it all in one day. But then, and how many episodes did one book get? I want to say it was five or six. Okay, it was in a week, so five episodes. I don't don't quote me on that. But Game of Thrones was ten episodes for a week, yeah. which is more than one a day. That's true. But towards the end of the Harry Potter, they would only release one episode a week i think because they were seems like a better business model (laughs) i think it's better business model and i think uh, they realized that it was they were going crazy i mean it sounds insane to me like uh, just the idea of watching a whole season of a show in a week is like daunting to me i know a lot of people binge i don't binge but a whole like 10 episodes of a thing seems like a lot but then to record 10 hour and a half long things, like... Uh, Some I mean, of the Harry guess, Potter ones go more than that. I guess this is like their full-time job, but whatever. Um, My full-time job could be TBD. I'd pump out 10 episodes a week. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? We, well, it'd be like having a radio show, I guess. Listen, I'm not saying it's not crazy. In fact, I think in the Game of Thrones ones, they did go crazy. Mm-hmm. By the end, they would just talk about how loopy they were, mm-hmm. which made it more funny. Mm-hmm. That's their job, whatever. Bill Simmons is paying their paychecks. I think HBO is paying the paychecks. Is it Ringer HBO? Uh, it's one of their initial investors. Oh, I guess that's why they did Game of Thrones, maybe, first? Probably. Promotional um, stuff. I'm going to read some quotes that I enjoy. You, like, wrote some down? <laughs> no, I took pictures. <laughs> took pictures of quotes? I took screenshots. Of what? Quotes. From how, what? The podcast. I... Never. Where did the screen, where did the original picture come from? It's Twitter. So they tweeted out uh, quotes in um, text. 
more specifically, they asked people to send their favorite quotes in. And then I used that thread mm. to find the quotes I liked. Remember when we used to we used to put quotes, we used to post quotes from our show on Twitter. I do remember that. I haven't done one of those, one of those in a while. <laughs> Are you ready? How many quotes are you going to read me? Oh, there's a lot, cause, but we're going to talk about each one afterwards. The first one we've already talked about is no safer place. Mm-hmm. Um, then there, there's the Megalian theory that he that um, Minerva Megalian McGonagall only lets Harry on the, uh, spoiler alert, so sorry, onto the Quidditch team because she has a bet with Professor Snape that if she doesn't win, she will lose lots of money. Okay. I've seen the movie, so I... You know he's on the Quidditch I, team? I'm aware he plays Quidditch um, and he can... Catch the little thing. Snitch? Is that right? Yes. I always want to call it snitch. Well, okay. I want to call it snitch. But that sounds wrong because snitch is another thing. <laughs> snitch is already a noun that means something completely different than little bug thing. And then I also want to call it Snape because... Different character. <laughs> right. But I'm like, snitch? No. Snape? No. Like, I want it to be another thing. And I think there's a real misstep calling it the snitch. I feel like... That's a bad name for it. Stitch, please. Is that a thing? No, I just said it. I don't like when people joke about Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> leave. <laughs> um, another running joke that I love is my good friend Tom. In the second book, Harry goes to the Chamber of Secrets and discovers Tom Riddle, who is Voldemort. And instead of being like, hey, how did you, other boy, how did you get down here? He's like, I need your help, my good friend. But it's Voldemort, and it's very funny. Hmm. Does he have a nose or no? At the time, he does, because he's a teenager. He didn't lose his nose until he became older. It underwent extensive plastic surgery. Was it plastic surgery? Um, I believe, I don't remember exactly how it's described. It's not described as plastic surgery. He, he wanted to look like that? He did. He wanted to look like Snake. No, I get, the, I get what he's looking like. <laughs> that... <sighs> Weird. <laughs> You know, like just being in the beginning of Harry Potter, it is weird how much how much they set up people to be evil <laughs> in it. Like where they're just like like little Malfoy has no fucking shot at not being a like Oh god, he's so rude. <laughs> he they start him off like and even when like they're describing what Slytherin is, like I was I'm like Get rid of Slytherin. What's wrong with this place? Like they're literally just like every bad person's ever come from here and like we know it's for bad people. We know it's people who are conniving and we know I'm like there seems to be a real uh, folly to sticking to tradition at Hogwarts where they're like, let's never change anything we've ever done. Because it's not safe. <laughs> yeah, it truly is not. Um, but I like I know later things that happen because I'm, you know, I've been spoiled. But uh, I'm like, man, they don't even pretend like like there's really I mean, I'm sure there are surprises and stuff. But I feel like the book really is pretty heavy handed in foreshadowing like who's going to be evil and who they think is like whatever. I already, I also figured out another guy being evil really fast. <laughs> um, I don't remember his name, but one of the teachers, I was like, Which Oh, one? he's probably a bad guy. Which one? I don't remember his name. What does he look like? What does he teach? Uh, I don't know. Maybe dark arts or something. Coral. <laughs> maybe. Mm, interesting. Mm, yeah. Maybe that one. Turban. Yep. That's the one. Uh, I t- I've already said I'd need to do this as a whole podcast or, or a YouTube series or whatever, like me being like, this is what's going to happen in Harry Potter, just so I can, so everyone can like know the right answer but me. <laughs> 
I think I could do, I could really do this for all these cultural things I've never really watched. I could do with Game of Thrones because I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. Then in one episode, someone gets his penis cut off. In another episode, there's a, yeah. there's a thing that people call the Red Wedding. <laughs> and people what happens killed. at the Red Wedding? Murder. <laughs> okay. Uh, they kill a dog. And I didn't know that. And also, Sean Bean dies. Yep. Ned Stark, is that him? Ned Star- I'm so proud of you. Uh, that's everything I just told. Oh, and there's dragons. Uh, <laughs> How many? At least two. <laughs> There's dragon eggs. That's there's three. I was I was thinking three, but yeah. Cersei, she's the dragon one. Who's the dragon one? Daenerys. Daenerys. And Cersei's the one who is um in a relationship with her brother. Okay. Oh, and there's also an episode where the guy gets his eyes crushed out. Oh, oh god. It's my least favorite episode. Is that Jon Snow? No. They the one where he gets his eyes crushed out. That's Oberyn Martell. Mm-hmm. They're gouged out by the mountain. I Yeah, the mountain. It's my yeah. least favorite scene of I, anything I've ever watched. That guy's really a huge dude. The mountain, like he's a really... Sometimes they make that up. Sometimes they CGI yeah. that stuff, but he's really that huge. Yeah. Like the dwarf from Lord of the Rings is actually a really big dude, but they shrunk him down with CGI. I did not know that. Yeah, he's like a huge dude. Binge mode. That's why. <laughs> um, whenever saw a character enters something they they shout is that x's well is that blank names music i hear so like if ned stark walks into a room or does something they're like is that ned stark's music i hear or when like someone makes a surprise interest like a pro wrestling yeah thing. um you've tied this into something i like <laughs> thank you no problem um or baseball walk-up music that's true um mallory rubin loves baseball it's one of her main interests she's they, a host they work for the ringer so they better like sports she used to work for Sports Illustrated. Now she does not. Well, I used to subscribe to Sports Illustrated, and now I do not. Well, coincidence? Yes. <laughs> um, my favorite example of is that X's music I hear is when um, Littlefinger brings in the Knights of the Vale to save Winterfell. That's from Game of Thrones. That's from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Good job. Um, there's Westeros. That's another term I know. It's like the continent or whatever. It is the continent. I know most. Oh, I know. I know. I had to write. I wrote Hogwarts and Westeros both both into a sketch once because I was like naming, uh, or the the character names like a bunch of places and then names Westeros and Hogwarts because they're the character's ridiculous. Spoiler alert about the sketch you'll never see. <laughs> the characters are ridiculous, so they start naming fake places. The land east of Westeros is called Essos. Not very inventive. Bring that up with George, not me. Um, I, I don't know if I'm doing a good job at this. But it's okay. I was worried when you said you were going to start reading quotes off of, the, off of your phone to me. Not going to lie, that was a worrying remark. Um, anyways. I think the thing I like most about this podcast is that they so deeply love the thing that they're talking about. And they do such a good job showing how much they love it. Like they talk a lot about how fan, like how fantasy stories are so important to them and fantasy stories are something that's very important to me. And they like will defend liking these children's stories. Although game of Thrones is not a children's story and explain how, like how deep and meaningful Harry Potter is. 
which is something that's very important to me. Mm-hmm. That it's not just a children's story. Yeah, I mean, I think any good any good thing is kind of good for all people. It's the old it's the Toy Story effect, even mm-hmm. though Toy Story came out after uh, things that already did this <laughs> existed. <laughs> um, but uh, that's how I, I think of it as Toy Story or like Pixar. It's the Pixar thing. Like almost all the movies, except for Cars, are good for kids and adults. Uh, and it's like to me, that's like the best content there is i mean sometimes obviously you can't always write things for both but uh if you're gonna write a story like like uh um, harry potter i mean you know it's not like overly violent and it's not uh like uh game of thrones would be Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i don't know that's great content good content (laughs) um i lost my part um i think a criticism that is made of them is that they are too positive but i disagree there's been many times I've been mad at them for not being positive enough <laughs> or being too negative. Maybe you're too positive. I, I think that's true. Um, I'm an optimistic person. Um, they were very, they were too nice about Cursed Child and if it was good or not. I think because oh. they got paid to go see it. But you haven't seen that. No. Um, but you've just already hated it. It's I, a book too, right? Yes. Well, they, the script The book was is just released. a script? Yeah boring have you ever re- have you ever tried to read a script like that Ugh, it's so awful Mm-mm. and i read and i read scripts from time to time but like like have you ever tried to read have you ever read like like shakespeare like yeah just as just like reading it as the play or whatever yeah it's it can be hard to get through like it's just like a, it's just annoying to read mm-hmm. i mean like, like seeing something like that would be great uh but i don't know sometimes i mean i've i've had good experiences but usually i'm feels like such a pain mm-hmm Unless you're purposely reading a script. Like I did, I've read scripts like for sketch writing or I've read like movie scripts because I was interested in like, how do they actually write it? But that's, that's because I'm interested in the script. Yeah. But like just to get into it, it's really hard, I think. Yeah. Because you're, you're constantly jumping out of it to read like stage directions and uh, characters names over and over again, whatever. I've heard that if you see Cursed Child in person, it's much better. Yeah. But I haven't seen it and... I probably won't. Everything's better in person. Um, so the other thing is that this podcast, I think, has changed many parts of my personality. Uh, and not so much that it's changed my personality. It's that I, I say a lot of things from the podcast. And I'm sure you've heard me say this. But the thing that I say the most from it is tough look for my guy or tough stuff. Have I ever said that to you? I think I have. Probably. But I just, just, I just let it be a thing you were saying. <laughs> but um, they say it after... Every bad decision a character makes mm. or something bad happens to them. Mm. Like tough stuff. It's very funny. You've, and you've, I say it all of the time. You've let their lingo get into yeah. your lexicon. Yeah. I say it sometimes to my students. Tough. And I'm like, Emily, got to get together. Um, interesting. Now I want to know how much, you've, how much you've quoted this other show on our show. <laughs> oh, thank you for bringing that up. How I say hello at the beginning of this podcast is based on how Mallory Rubin says hello at the beginning of Binge Mode. <laughs> hello! We're such hacks. We're such hacks. I didn't even know it. You snuck all this other show under my nose. <laughs> I want to be Mallory Rubin when I grow up. I want to work for The Ringer and talk about Harry Potter full time. Weird. Um, <laughs> you're a weird person. Um, <laughs> uh, what's this show doing right now? Um, right now, they just finished the seventh, well, the last season of Game of Thrones, which they did as it was airing. So, like, only one episode a week. Good for them. 
I'm honestly good for them. I mean, like this dropping ten episodes thing is that's utterly ridiculous. Um, I don't know. Tough stuff for my guy. Tough stuff for my guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I believe that they are gearing up for their next series, which they have not told what it was. I think it's either going to be His Dark Materials or Lord of the Rings. I was going to say it should be Lord of the Rings. They really, I feel like they kind of fucked up by not starting with that one well they had to do game they had to do game of thrones i know but they're like they... and then the thing they love most in this world is and i love most in this world is harry potter I, yeah i just lord of the rings is like big papa fantasy story like if you're gonna go through fantasy stories they reference it all the time yeah because so does probably probably harry potter and yeah. uh like there's no doubt in my mind that the Lord of the Rings books were heavy influence for the thing. You know, I recently ra- found out orcs are invented by Tolkien. I think I knew that. They were created for Lord of the Rings. That's not, they're not like ancient myth- mythical creatures. He's a smart man. I just think it's interesting that, because I, I think of orcs like with all the other things, but he did it in the 30s. He was just mm-hmm. like, orcs, orcs, mm-hmm. the orc eye. They're my villains. <laughs> He didn't want demons or whatever else, witches or... He wanted his own special. I want orcs. Are there no witches in Lord of the Rings? What? <laughs> Are there witches in Lord of the Rings? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or wizards or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh there's, um... So he did use some stuff that already you existed. You shall not pass. That's a wizard, though. Yeah, he's a wizard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's any witches, I guess. I mean, it's been a while, but, uh, the villain... In the first two movies is uh, the other dude. Saruman? No, that's like the overall one. The other one. There's Sauron. Sauron. Yeah. Now I'm confusing myself. I'm not. I don't know. If they were uh, to do Lord of the Rings, I'd have to read it along with them. Count Dooku from Star Wars plays the evil wizard. Where Magneto from X-Men plays the good wizard. In Lord of the Rings. Great job. Um. I don't know if there I don't know if there's witches per se, but probably are. I mean the wizards and witches are basically the same thing. Yeah. Um the, There's elves and stuff in it too. Which I knew Link, there's elves. Link from Legend of Zelda is based off of Legolas from Lord of the Rings. I think I don't know if you've told me that before. Probably have. Um, <laughs> um I'm just making sure I hit everything I wanted to say. I don't know if I have. Um I just so shout out to this other better podcast than us. I'm not going to say it's better. Well, I'm going to say we're just as good. It as gives binge me joy. Mode. I was almost late to my birthday party because I was busy listening to binge mode, and I was early because people got the time wrong. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll show up. I'll yeah. go. I'll go hang out with the people who showed up too early. And I couldn't. I was in the middle of an episode. Wow. And it was the seventh book, and I couldn't listen to it on the train because I would cry. <laughs> the seventh book is very sad. And how many are there? Seven. Oh. Which was the last one. Mm-hmm. Eight movies, though, because they did Deathly Hallows. Yes. Part one and two. Yeah. They should have made all of them trilogies. And they'd still be making them. <laughs> oh, the characters would be so old. Really, what they should do is they should make it into a series of television. Ten episodes each. Um, you know what? I bet they will in like 15 years. When I can't wait. Like, we need more ideas. Let's rehash something we've already done. This is what the Lord of the Rings is going to be on Amazon. Yeah. Um, we love rehashing crap. Lion King just came out. Harry Potter's not crap. 
neither is the lion, neither is the original Lion King, but the rehash is like, yeah, you keep making a thing. It just like, yeah, really loses its uh, specialness. But the problem with the Harry Potter movies is that they left so much stuff out. And therefore, they're not as good or as clear as the books. Maybe they just should never have made movies. That maybe they should just have kept them as the books, so people could enjoy them in the format they were meant to be enjoyed in. I mean, I think a case could be made for that. But I mean, we don't live in that world. I I live in an I I, li- I don't live in that world, but I dream of that world. Because <laughs> I don't have to. I don't like like one of my least favorite things is like when I'm like I don't know why they had to make the new Lion King movie, and then people are like, "Because Disney want to make money," and I was like, "Well, no, I." You know, conceptually, I get why they did it. Yeah. That's not the why I'm asking. Yeah. Or when people are like, or when I'm like, I don't know why they made a new Lion King. And they're like, well, obviously they needed to make, like, anytime they talk about money, I'm like, I don't care about how much money a huge company makes. I just can't find myself to care about that. I like the original Lion King. I don't care that Disney also made that and made a ton of money off of it. That doesn't bother me that they made money off of it. What bothers me is like, just like the, the poor, like... They're just making a worse version of it. And that's like irritates. It's just lame. It's like, I'd rather than make another new good movie. Yes. I don't want to see a remake. Go uh, remake bad movies. I've said this maybe on the podcast before, but remake bad movies that had good concepts. Mm-hmm. Why are we making great movies? Like there's no, like there's literally no way ever that this new Lion King could have ever in a million years been better than the original. Because the original is it's a masterpiece. Perfect. It's great. Uh, that's why it's a masterpiece. Uh, so like this movie is obviously going to be worse. And you give me any chance to watch one of the two Lion Kings, I'm going to pick the original Lion King. <laughs> I'm probably never going to watch this new movie. I just, I, why would I? If I have two hours of my life to spend watching the Lion King, I'm going to watch the good one. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, it's like shot for shot and like song for song and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like, okay, well then give me the one I like and is enjoyable. <sighs> Stop remaking crap. And like the new Lord of the Rings like remake, like the Lord of the Rings movies are really good. I don't know. Yeah. Um I don't know. And I don't and it's, I'm just saying a Harry Potter TV show, be I careful be careful what you wish for. I think I would hate so much of it. Yeah. But I think they'd be able to put more stuff into it. Probably, but again, be they'd careful. Have to, the problem with the Harry Potter TV show, series though is that you got to get good actors as kids. Yeah. And have them stay good. Yeah. And you got to film like a ton of it all at once. They yeah. filled the whole thing all in a row. Well, they can age a year between each book. Yeah. See, television series. That's true. So in seven books mm-hmm. slash eight movies, they go through how many years of school? Seven. Okay. So it's like a really long school. It's like high school and middle school combined. And sixth grade. Yeah. Um, okay. 11 to 17. Are the ages? Are we good with binge mode? Yes, I hope I did a good job. I just love it. Binge mode. Topic. I just love it. It makes me happy and also sad. Hey, go listen to binge mode, but not before you listen to TBD. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end. Uh, do you have anything else you need to say? No, my foot's still asleep. Nice. Um, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for being Emily. Thanks for being Matt. Uh, that being said, I've been Matt Armando. I have been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt and Emily. Bye.